Hi friends, welcome to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves and my co-host is Heidi Bolt and we are so happy to be with you. We are happy to be with you. Heather, this is a chat. Sometimes we have guests and sometimes it's just us. Yes. Today it's us. And we're recording in an evening. We are. So good evening, unless you're listening in the morning or afternoon. You know, or in the middle of the night. It's so cool because we do have so many countries tuning in, and so you just never know when someone is hearing this drop. Right. Well, and we just had a friend tell us that she listens to us in the middle of the night when she's feeding her newborn. So Yes. I have so been there mm-hmm. when the middle of the night hours seem long. Yep. And you just, or you can't sleep because you your baby's. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So good. Yep. So or wherever like, you're listening, we're glad you're here. Or like our mama who wakes up early and listens first thing. When she wakes up. She's probably one of our first listeners every week. Mm-hmm. I think so. Middle of the night listens. <laughs> Love it. Well, we are so glad that you're here whenever you're listening. This show is a fun one because we have shows where just Heidi and I come together and we chat. Mm-hmm. We talk about the things that God's laid on our heart. And sometimes we don't know until right before we're recording what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we come in like, we absolutely have to have this conversation. Yeah. Um, but I love how God does that because I think he's so strategic in timing in our lives. And sometimes w- something will just pop into our hearts and we'll say, we need to talk about this today yeah. and we'll start recording. And then we get feedback from people that say it's exactly mm-hmm. what I needed to hear. Yeah. And then other times we have guests on and they get a platform to tell their stories. And I, we love those too. Yeah. So good. So Heather, today, let's talk about friends. Okay. Let's talk about how they influence us, how they inspire us, how they can change us, mm-hmm. um, and what that looks like. So you and I have been friends as long as I've been alive, right. so 36 years. Yep. And um, we have a really unique and incredible friendship. I know not everyone has that story, but um, so we can talk about, it can be a sibling friend, it can just be um, friendships in general. So I want to kind of dive into this conversation because we do get asked a lot, mm-hmm. how do I find good friendships yeah. that are uplifting and encouraging? Yes, this is a great conversation to have. And I think it's something that so many people, myself included, have seasons of struggling with, yeah. of finding true friendship, deep friendship, people yeah. that are loyal, that it will stick by you. I was just with a friend today and I was telling her how loyalty is so important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, when I feel like someone has betrayed me or been disloyal to me, it's very hard for me to want to remain friends with that person Mm -hmm. because that trust is broken. And I know I'm not alone in that. Right. So Heidi, what do you think are the important things about, well, and I feel like in our friendship, God made us sisters, Yeah. but we chose to be friends. That's right. And we've worked hard at it. We have. You know, we've been intentional. Yes. And I think a lot of people think, well, you're lucky because you just have a built-in best friend. Mm -hmm. And it's true. We are super blessed that God made us sisters, but you and I have, and and our third H, Holly, we have been very intentional about building our friendship and walking through hard things together and cheering each other on and not letting it be a competition. I think so often with sibling friends, friendships, Mm -hmm. it's competitive and it's a competition and that gets in the way of real deep meaningful friendship. Yeah. So I guess you could include our friendship in this answer also, but even then outside of siblings, what do you think are characteristics that you should look for in a friend? That's a great question. Um, Proverbs talks a lot about friends. Uh, so Proverbs is a book in the Bible, if you're yeah. not familiar and it's, if you're not, that's okay. Um, but Proverbs, if you are looking for wisdom and insight about friendships, 
look in Proverbs yeah. because almost every chapter talks about relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, how to navigate them. Um, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says that friends come and go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always thought that's so interesting because I've had friends who have come mm-hmm. and who have gone. Mm-hmm. And at first, I think when you're younger and you're, um, you know, navigating adulthood, when you first start to walk out of a season of a friend, I think you can take it super personal and it can yeah. really impact you and affect you. Yeah. I think the longer you live, you realize that truly there are some friendships mm-hmm. that are for a season. Yeah. Um, but as far as being a friend, I do think that loyalty is important. I think that there is an absolute necessity that jealousy is not part of a friendship. Mm. Um, I think in our culture today, it that's difficult because everyone is posting their pe- their best foot forward. Yeah. And so oftentimes you do see just the highlights. Mm-hmm. And unless you're truly genuinely close, you may not see the behind the scenes. You may not see the struggles. You may not hear about um, the insecurities. Right. Um, because we don't have as much face-to-face time anymore. Well, and if you're not willing to be vulnerable with each other. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's a huge part of friendship is For sure. being willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Sort of letting your dirty dishes stay in the sink, if you will, yeah. as an analogy for yeah. your friendship. Absolutely. I look back and I remember there was a season in my life where I thought in order to have, for instance, to have friends over, everything had to be really perfect and yeah. just so. Like they had to see your best yeah, I mean, for the most part, just because I felt like it valued them mm-hmm. to make sure things were well presented and even myself. Right. And it's been interesting because I've had some really good friends come into my life over the last couple of years who I feel super, super comfortable with mm-hmm. to the like to the point where we'll invite them to dinner and we'll make a pact like, hey, let's wear sweats. Mm-hmm. And we'll wear sweats for dinner. And um, that is a really fun place to be in friendship because it's truly genuine, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, hey, if I can show up in my house, in my sweats at your house mm-hmm. after a full day of who knows what, that's a good friendship. Yeah. You know, and that is, I think, cultivating ground for um, friendships that go beyond surface. Mm-hmm. Friendships that are beyond like, girl, your paint is so beautiful. What color is this? Right. You right. know, and not that that's bad, right. but I have struggled sometimes in the past where it feels like friendships feel very surface. Right. And you know, going, okay, I've only got so much time to pour into friendships and I want them to be friendships that are, um, pushing me forward too. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this question. Say that jealousy does come into play Mm -hmm. in a friendship. How do you navigate that? Whether you're the one that has become jealous of someone, because I'm sure it goes both ways. We all, we all can struggle with this or someone has become jealous of you. Man, that is a tough question. I feel like that could be like a four part series. Yeah. Um, but first of all, I mean, if it's a Christ follower, I feel like there has to be honest conversation right? about like, hey, this is what I'm sensing. And if we don't deal with this, this will ruin us. Yeah. So you would you even say that to a friend? Like say, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling with being jealous of you in this area. I personally would if yeah. I was close enough to him. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was a type of friend that I felt... Uh, that I could be honest with them. If I couldn't be honest with a friend, I would not actually consider that a friend. I would consider that an acquaintance. Okay. What about you? How would you How would you um, confront jealousy? Yeah, I think absolutely there are times when a conversation needs to be had so that it's it's out there and it's aired and you're mm-hmm. able to move forward. And I think that deepens 
trust in one another when you can talk about it. I think sometimes it's internal and you just need to repent and you need to go to the Lord and you need to say, this is my sin. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I'm sorry for this jealousy of my friend because whatever they have or whatever they, the gift or the material possession or whatever it is you've blessed them with. And so I'm the one at fault. And by vocalizing it, it might actually hurt them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's not a one or the other. Mm-hmm. I think it can be either. Well, I don't think it's cut and dry. No. Not every situation. You really have to be wise and pray through yes. each individual situation. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. To value their feelings and yeah. what what maybe they can handle in that season of their life. Because yeah. I know there are some of my friends that I can be very blunt and I'm an eight. So <laughs> I have to work sometimes at not being super blunt, not saying it like exactly how I see it. Yeah. And there are some of my friends that I can say it just how it is. One of my friends makes fun of me because one of the funny things about an eight that people say is we can smell people's weakness. (laughs) And so she'll like, she'll make fun of me. She's like, yeah, you can smell their weakness. You can smell my weakness, can't you? (laughs) But I can say things to her that I couldn't say to my other friend because it would crush her spirit. Yeah. So I have to learn how to navigate being truthful mm-hmm. with my one friend who can I know can handle it mm-hmm. from me, and then my other friend who really needs me to be very ca- careful in how I tender. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think part of that comes with knowing people well. Yeah. Learning who they are and getting to know them and figuring out how do they receive, how do they give, um, how are they wired. Yeah. You know, what are the things that I can say, and do I need to be tender and cautious with them? Not fake. You know, not. Um, uh, not truthful, but more reserved or can I be super forward with them and really honest? So I think learning your friends is a valuable tool. Yeah. Okay. Here's another question for you. Have there ever been times when you've had to stop being friends with someone? Yes, uh, there have been there. I think that there is such a thing of people walking through seasons where they're toxic. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you've got to be cautious because the Bible talks a lot about like, we do not battle mm-hmm. flesh and blood. Right. We don't battle people. No. We battle the spirit of mm-hmm. the enemy yes. that he puts on people right. or he torments people with. Right. And so, yeah, there have been times in my life where um, I have sensed that this friendship is no longer healthy for me or, um, man, this friendship is not bringing out the character of Jesus in me or this isn't bringing out the sides of me that I want to be forefront. Yes. You know, I don't want to focus on these characteristics of my humanness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've had to walk away from mm-hmm. friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been painful. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been super comfortable. No, not at all. I love that you said that, that, you know, there are some people in your life that might be toxic mm-hmm. that you think about when you're around someone, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you leave? Yeah. Do you feel encouraged and uplifted? Mm-hmm. Now, let me preface this by saying too, that sometimes there are people you're called to, yeah. to love, to mm-hmm. pour into that. They're not going to add anything of encouragement or value to your life, maybe spiritually, mm-hmm. but you're called to do that for them. Mm-hmm. So, but the, I think we're talking about different things here. We're not necessarily talking about leadership or mentorship. We're talking about friendship. So if your friends, how do you feel when you leave them? Do you feel encouraged or do you feel down in the dumps? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, wow, all we did was complain the whole mm-hmm. time I was with them? Or I was talking really bad about my spouse when I was with them and that's not really my nature, but mm-hmm. I did. I think that's really important to ask yourself when yeah. you 
when you are friends with someone. Well, and I think that's such a good point, Heather, because if you're leaving a setting, whether let's say it's the girlfriends hanging out and there's been a lot of negatives talk about us, the spouses mm-hmm. of the setting, that's probably not your group of friends. Yeah. Either that or you you need to be the one to call them to a higher standard. Yeah. And if they're receptive mm-hmm. and if they're open to like, hey, girls, let's raise the bar here. Yeah. Like not in a like um, legalistic way, but no. in a like, let's let's honor. Like it is more energizing yeah. to be positive. Right. You know, it's actually a lot of work to be negative. And, mm-hmm. and it's um, habitual. Well, yeah, Negativity get, is habitual. Right, you get stuck in a cycle and I don't even think that, and I'm super, I've been guilty of this for mm-hmm. sure. And I know I've been the one before in a setting where I've been the one that's negative and for, I've been the one have. that's pulled down the yep. temperature in the room and everyone's yep. like, yikes, yep. send her home, you know, <laughs> but, um, I, I love, I love that Heidi, because I think as if you know, Jesus, you should never, ever, ever be the one that is bringing the temperature down in the room. Yeah. You should never be the one that is discouraging yeah. or whining or complaining. It doesn't mean you cannot bring your struggles, mm-hmm. but you can do that without woe is me, mm-hmm. you know, Eeyore syndrome. Yeah. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, walk with the wise and become wise, mm-hmm. associate with fools and get in trouble. So good. And I, I often think that when we leave a social setting, um, how do I feel? about what took place there? How do mm-hmm. I feel about the conversations? Do I feel like those people brought out the best in me? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I brought out the best in them? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like there were conversations? I just said this to my boys today. Mm-hmm. We were talking about their tone with each other. And I said, hey, guys, I want you to picture Jesus sitting right here next to you because he is. Mm-hmm. That's right. And how would he feel about the way you just mm-hmm. spoke to each other? And yeah. they were looking at me, these big saucer eyes and wild earth four and he starts doing one of these like over the shoulders, like looking, looking around. around. <laughs> and the seven-year-old Crosley's like, buddy, Bubs, he's not actually sitting by you. Well, he is, but you can't see him. <laughs> so there was this whole other dialogue. But, you know, truly, like if you are consistently with a group of people or with a person and the dialogue is continually the same, yeah. they're always ragging on people. They're always harping on people. If it's a Christ follower mm-hmm. and you're a Christ follower, mm-hmm. one, you need to either be confronting that. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Matthew 18 talks about that. Yep. Confront it or walk away from yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Because the reality is, is life is too short for you to be dragged down by them. Yep. It, it is a pit. It is, yep. it is from the devil and it will ruin you. Yes. And so I think that if that is a consistent theme with someone, if there is a consistent spirit of negativity you probably need to remove yourself from that setting Yes, if you're not willing to deal with it. Because it's probably something that Satan is using in your life Mm -hmm. to put a wedge in your life to to create something that might become a stronghold in your life. And it doesn't mean that that person even realizes that they're allowing the devil to use them that way. Um, But, okay, so here's another thing. I love this. My mom, our mom, she's our mom. She is our mom. (laughs) She used to say this all the time. There are two different kinds of people. There's a person that walks into a room and says, here I am. Mm-hmm. And there's a person that walks into a room full of people and says, there you are. Yeah. And I love that mm-hmm. so much. I think as followers of Jesus, we all should be there you are people. Yeah. Because what we're called to do is love God, love people. Mm-hmm. And if our eyes are on ourselves and we're in it for our glory and if we're in it to 
how many stories can I tell about myself? How much can I talk about myself? How can I get everyone to look at me? Mm-hmm. And we forget to see other people. Yeah. We're missing it. Mm-hmm. We're literally missing the two commandments, the most important commandments that God gave us. Love God, love people. Yeah. So that would be my challenge. Are you a here I am person mm-hmm. or are you a there you are person? And I think you can be a here I am person and be silent. Mm-hmm. I think you can stand in a corner of a room or a party or a church service or a family event and be silent and be moping yeah. and not be engaged with the people around you. Mm, that's good. That'll preach. I think right along with that, that's such an important picture um, it makes it so tangible, really, to be able to think through which one am I. Mm-hmm. Um, I think along with that is the idea of givers and takers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this exists in friendships a lot where uh, friendships can be one-sided, relationships can be one-sided, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where there's always a taker yeah, and there's always a giver. Yeah. Um, and I think friendships can be manipulative for those that if they know someone's a giver, they can tend to step into that role of being a taker right. because they know the giver's going to do it. Um, so I think if you find yourself in that role of realizing that you're a taker and you you are the here I am person, yeah. ask Jesus to give you wisdom in that. Ask him to reveal the ways that you can begin working on your own character because the goal of all of us as Christ followers is to have the character of Jesus. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, You've just got to have that dialogue with Jesus of, man, God, I'm really sensing that I got to work in this area. Yeah. I've really got to work on my um, taking advantage of people. And because that's what it is. Yeah. If you're a taker, you're taking advantage of people. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's just, um, it is such an unattractive quality. And if you're able to recognize that and you're able to let Jesus um, refine you mm-hmm. and let you walk through the process of being healed of that. Mm-hmm. Learning to be a giver is, that's what Jesus did. He's yeah, like, he did. even I came to serve, yeah, which is I came to give. To be a servant is the highest calling. Yeah. When you can really look at it that way, whether you're serving your spouse or your children or your friend or your neighbors or a stranger, it's yeah. the highest calling. So for you, Heather, um, you know, you've been in leadership for a long time. We've been in leadership for a long mm-hmm. time. So I, I feel like a lot of our um, interactions with people can be that leader, mm-hmm. um, yeah. mentor relationship. Yep. But for you with your friends, mm-hmm. the people that you can be real with, what are the traits you look for in friends? Oh, that's so cool that you asked because just last week I started a – it might already be a hashtag. I don't know. But <laughs> I pretended like it was my idea um, called hashtag I have a friend. Mm. I think that's what it was. I'll have to actually look it up to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that's you tagged me in it. Yeah. And I just started um, putting stories on my Instagram about my friends. Hmm. I have a friend and then I would state a quality about them that they blessed me with. Like something that stood out to me about what they were for me. Yeah. You know, and and then I tagged them on Instagram. And I was really trying to encourage two. Well, one, I wanted to build up my friends Mm -hmm. and just show them what they meant to me. But then two, like encourage other people to do that. The Bible says encourage one another and build each other up. And we need to do more of that Mm -hmm. on public forums and to their faces. And so uh, I just started doing that, like picking a friend and then saying something that really meant a lot to me. So I think for me, it's... um, positivity. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that they can't bring me their problems right. or that they I don't want to hear what, what's going on with yeah. them. But 
and then if they're pointing me back to Jesus, mm. if if when I come to them and am down or struggling and they're always saying, yeah, here's the truth, mm-hmm. here's the word of God. And I love Proverbs 27, 9 says the heartfelt counsel. And I think that word heartfelt is mm. so important to recognize because it's not just your criticism or your critique or your idea. It's this heartfelt counsel that comes from the depths of your heart of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Mm. And I wonder if sometimes we, a friend might tell us something or give us counsel and we just immediately like, you know, we can cringe or we can kind of back away because it, it might stretch us a little bit or, you know, iron sharpens iron is what the Bible says. Mm. Um, but that hurts. That's not always comfortable, but Proverbs says it's like sweet perfume. Yeah. So that would be probably my number one thing is, um, just them pointing me back to Jesus. And then the other thing was to laugh with and have fun Mm, with. And my word for the year for 2019 is fun. And I remember saying at the end of last year, I don't feel like I've laughed enough this mm. this past year. It was kind of a heavy year in some different ways. And I wanted to laugh more and God answered my prayer. And he sent me some of the dearest friends that are new <laughs> to my life. And all we do is laugh together. That's so cool. And so I just think it's really awesome when you've shared what your needs are with the Lord and maybe with other people than he answers your prayers so clearly. That's so cool, Heather, because... Uh, Again, Proverbs 12, 1230, it says the seeds of good deeds become a tree Hmm. of life, Hmm. a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. And, um, you know, I do think in our culture, in our society, there is a lack of good relationships. There's a lack of friendship. Mm -hmm. There are so many people are so connected in a way that is via screens, Mm -hmm. but not via hearts and via face to face, you know? And so I do love that you are so good and so intentional about planting seeds into other people and cultivating Mm. friendships and noticing people. And I love that Proverbs says that it Mm. becomes a tree of life Mm -hmm. and a wise person wins friends. And so I just picture God seeing your heart in that and going, okay, here's the fruit Mm. of what you've done, the fruit of your labor. Mm -hmm. This is the fruit. Mm -hmm. Here's your fun friend Mm -hmm. who you're going to laugh with and um, get to do life with. And that's really cool. And the crazy thing about that verse, Heidi, is um, earlier, I don't know if it was the end of last year or maybe the very beginning of this year, I felt kind of like a dead tree. Hmm. I felt just stripped, not desperate, but just like I had given everything and I just felt a little bare. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord reminded me actually through a friend hmm. that a bare tree in the winter isn't dead. It still has a good solid root system. It's just being regenerated for the next season. Yeah. And then a couple of days after my friend had told me that, cause that kind of was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not dead. I'm just resting yeah. right now. But then, um, the Lord gave me a dream. Hmm. And in my dream, there was a tree outside my front door. I remember hearing the doorbell ring and going to the front door and opening it up. And there was a huge oak tree, you know, like the kind that the leaves are so full that there's just this, this blanket of shade across the ground. It's like, you want to take a blanket and go lay under it. That was outside my front door. Hmm. And I felt the Lord say like, you're not bare, like you're this tree. And so so, that's really cool that you, that's so cool. I love how God speaks so clearly. Yeah. When you're listening, yeah. When you are intentional about hearing from God, yeah. it's so, so cool. I'm studying to preach this Sunday at our church, at Church 214 right here in Peoria. And um, 
I'm not going to tell the story on this podcast because a lot of our people listen right. and you, they've got to hear it live. It. It's so much yeah. more fun to hear it live. <laughs> but um, I might have to circle back around and share it with our listeners. But um, something happened a couple of weeks ago in my life that was just like God was shouting mm-hmm. about his friendship mm-hmm. in my life and in our family. And I was like, man, that is so cool. And I know that's kind of vague, but <laughs> they can it go was to so... church214.org in a week and listen to it. To hear the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it reminded me how important true friendship is yeah. and how important it is to invest in people, mm-hmm. but then also to invest in our friendship with Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Because truly, if you are, if you're meeting with Jesus, no matter how hard your life is yeah. right now, no matter what you're walking through, if you're meeting with Jesus, you have something to give. That's right. And you have something to encourage others with, and you have wisdom that people need. And um, God's word talks so much about the fact that we need people around us that have wise counsel. Yeah. And that have wise words. And, you know, again, it goes back to the start, like walk with the wise, become wise, mm-hmm. walk with fools, yeah. you'll get in trouble. Right, right. And so uh, I just think to evaluate, look at, think through your friends, think through the people that you truly consider friends and evaluate what are we like when we're together? Are we uplifting and encouraging? Mm-hmm. Are we negative? Mm-hmm. Are we bashing other people? You know, if a brand new person was a fly on the wall listening, mm-hmm. what would they think about what's happening right. in the conversation context? Right. So, And if you're in that season maybe where you're lacking friendship, and I've been there. I remember as a newlywed, we had moved out to California, and I had zero girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I lived with my husband, obviously, but we lived in an apartment complex with – all of the people that we worked with were guys, mm-hmm. single guys. And yeah. so I just was hanging out with a bunch of guys all the time. And mm-hmm. I desperately needed a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I I remember praying mm-hmm. and asking the Lord for that. Yeah. And it wasn't right away that he gave it, but he did answer it. And he gave me the sweetest girlfriend who we're still friends today yeah. out there. Um, and there have been other seasons of my life where I have felt like there was a lack of friendship outside of my family because yeah. we've always had each other. We've yeah. always had our family, but there wasn't that person outside of mm-hmm. my family. And I think if you're in that season, first you ask the Lord for mm-hmm. that because he knows exactly the kind of friend that you need. Yeah. And then second, you're not afraid to go out there and find a friend. So good. You know, reach out and mm-hmm. find someone that you're like, man, I think we would be great friends and approach them. Mm-hmm. You know, do the hard work. Mm-hmm. You do the hard work. Yeah. You be the one that takes dinner over. You be the one that sets up the play dates. You be the one that yeah. reaches out. And then if it's a a true friendship, they'll reciprocate. That's right. And it will it will go back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, and you'll be able to build that friendship. Mm-hmm. Don't wait on someone else to do it because yeah. they may never come. Yeah. And invest in the people that want to be invested in, yeah. you know, and want to do life with. And the other ones that just aren't working out, mm-hmm. it's okay. Like yeah. You don't have to be best friends with everyone. You don't have to be friends with everybody. No, you don't. So I can't remember who it was that said it. But there's someone very wise that's probably dead. <laughs> okay, that narrows it down. I know. That said, <laughs> if you find in a lifetime, if you find one true friend, you, you've, you're a rich man mm-hmm. or woman. And I think that's so valuable. I completely trashed that <laughs> quote. <laughs> but you get the idea. Okay. Whoever knows what quote Heather's talking about, please <laughs> message, message us. us. 
<laughs> but basically they were saying like even having one really good loyal friend yeah. in a lifetime is valuable. Yeah. So if you have that, be grateful for mm-hmm. that. If you have more than that, you're, you know, you're yeah. a wealthy person. Yeah. And take care of it. Mm-hmm. Take care of that friendship. Mm-hmm. So good. Any closing thoughts, Heath? No. Okay. I think that pretty much says it all. I'm glad you're my friend. I'm glad you're my friend. It's such a good friendship. It is. And to our sister in loves listening, mm-hmm. we are so, so, so grateful for you. Yeah. Those of you that have married our brothers, mm-hmm. we love you so much. We do. We could not have handpicked anyone better. You guys are awesome. All four of them. I know. Four? And Holly. Well, Stephen's not married Three. yet, but we do and consider sweet sweet girlfriend. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We are so glad that you do, that you take time out of your week to listen to the H&H Hour. Mm-hmm. It's really an honor for our voices to be able to come into your lives, in your car, and wherever else you listen. I listen to podcasts a lot in my bathroom. As you're getting ready. Mm-hmm. I do too. My kids know a few of the voices that speak on podcasts. Yeah. But we love to hear from you. Yeah. We love to know that you're listening and what stands out to you. And if you have any ideas that you'd like to hear from guests or from us, if you have any drop-in ideas, don't forget to listen on every other Friday. Yeah, we it's have our, super fun. I know. It's, I'm really I, – I love this idea. Yeah, five to eight minutes. It's mm-hmm. just a quick drop-in. And then also do it for a friend. Drop in to a friend's house. Like in real life. Uh-huh. Yeah. And say, hey, drop in. Yeah. Bring him a coffee or do something like that. Well, and Heather, it was so cool because, um, you know, we no longer live next door to each other. And sadness. Such sadness. This will be redeemed. Um, that, that's – Prophetic. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Last Tuesday, I think it was, I don't know what day it was and it doesn't matter. I honestly had had a really rough day the day before. And you guys at like 930 in the morning, you and Mm -hmm. your kiddos, who I consider my kiddos too, Mm -hmm. just literally dropped in with a coffee. Yep. And you were, we laughed because you were like, this is your actual real life drop in. Yep. And, you know, I think it was so important because it was like when you're the person that thinks to do that for others Mm -hmm. often, like you do that for people often, or maybe I do. And it's, um, really shocking when someone does it for you, you know, know? it's really nice. It's so nice. Yeah. So, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can even just be a, you know, $5 bouquet of flowers from Kroger or Walmart or whatever your grocery store is. It very much made my day. So thank you. Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly? Yeah. That's a grocery store somewhere. Probably in the South, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you have a Piggly Wiggly, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. Thanks for listening. Message us at the H&H Hour on Instagram if you need anything or need prayer. And we really will pray. We will. And you can also email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. Have a great week. Bye.